The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Kelsey Campbell and Morgan Black covering for Jaylen Nye this afternoon. I shared my very, very sad story about being so stoked, had a whole plan for my night last night. It was going to be a big date night get dolled up, go out for dinner, and see Cher in concert. I had never seen Cher. And it wasn't until I was ripping out of work, my husband called me up and said, I'm just a little bit confused. I was just looking to see what time the concert started so that I knew our time was okay. And uh, it looks like we missed the concert. It appears to have happened on Saturday night at Roger's Place. I've had these tickets for just over four months, and I looked at them once. I've been carrying them back and forth in my purse every day, but didn't look at them again. And I just knew that it was the day before my birthday. That's what I had locked it in to my head as. I knew it was May 27th. And I've told everyone I'm going to share. No one corrected me. And was it one of those moments where you're looking at your phone and you see the date is not the date that it is today, and you're like, but but that's not right. Share's still happening. <laughs> I don't know, but it happens to all of us. We get excited. You buy tickets in advance. You put them somewhere safe. You forget about them until you see people posting about the experience or you you realize once you get the phone call in the middle of the event that you're supposed to be at saying, uh, you're kind of supposed to be the keynote here today. Couple texts coming into 6.30, 6.30. Someone sharing that I bought tickets to the Broadway show of Aladdin in New York City and missed it because I thought it was the day later. So sad when I realized my mistake. This one worked out in his favor big time. A text out of Calgary saying, Back in 95, when Garth Brooks came through Edmonton, my dad and a bunch of his friends who lived in Lloyd had rented a bus to see the concert. Well, dad partied a little too hard the night before, completely missed the bus, so my wife and I got to use his tickets, box seats, and free booze. What a show. Wow. (laughs) That worked out in their favor. Garth's concert from the 90s is so funny because at that time it was at Rexall Place that's where he had the show and it only what did, what did Rexall Place seat seat again I'm, I'm forgetting 11,000 people does that sound right I need to search this Let's up search it up Escott do you know Rexall Place how many people did it seat? Escott where is your Rexall Place trivia we need you I moved here after Rexall shut down you should My still you was are the, the first sports for Rogers I was a, Place I, I was should a know off. that though 16,839 seats at Rexall Place now Northlands Coliseum and if you talk to anyone who lived in Edmonton in the 90s they will tell you that they were at Garth Brooks show that was the point I wanted to make it would have been a little bit smoother making that point if I had known exactly what the capacity was of the building well but at least we we have exact numbers now we will remember this we will keep it in our brains 16,000 but if you talk to people about Garth show in Edmonton they will say I was there and it's like how did we fit 900,000 people into Rexall Place. Well, did he do like 12 shows? Like, No, that was one of those times where he actually just... He, that, <laughs> just did a singular he, show? He, he saved that for, for the new age time. Yeah, that was crazy. Nine shows he did in Edmonton just two years ago now. That is a feat of, a, of emotional and physical stamina. Oh, I asked 
the listener who said that they had bought the tickets to the Broadway Aladdin, I said, did you at least get a good deal? Because sometimes in Vegas and, and, and in New York, if you go last minute and you buy tickets, you can get them for like 30 bucks. And they're like, no, it was over $300 US. And I had bought three of them for myself, for my niece and nephew. Oh no. That is devastating. Ugh. I do. I, I, I always like reflecting after. It makes you feel a little better when you've missed something big. I haven't missed someone's wedding. I didn't miss my own wedding. That's good. You've, you've heard of people just sleeping in or having a little bit too much to drink the night before, losing track of time. It happens. And then you have to come and do the walk of shame on your wedding day. Very uncomfortable. <laughs> like, hi, everyone. Not, I mean, not that walk of shame, but like the, the shame that you missed your wedding. Yeah, which walk of shame are we talking about? I was about? just talking about the shame <laughs> of missing your wedding. Okay. It's not the quote. Anyway. Okay. I digress. Okay. You wanted to talk about the first jobs. Do you remember what your first job was? How many hours you got in it, it, during that those weekly shifts when you were just a kid? And how much money you were raking in? And did it seem like a gargantuan amount of cash at the oh, time? Yes, because you have no expenses. It's like straight profit each and every time. So I think if, I mean, technically I would say my first and most long withstanding childhood job was babysitting which was which was pretty good money but you also never I never like established a rate with the parents like I was too nervous to bring up money so then at the end of the night they would just give me their preconceived like what they thought I should get and then I'd be like okay I will come back or I won't come back basically was how it was happening so you didn't negotiate up front I didn't know I just like like I said I was a child I felt I felt uncomfortable to be like I don't know do you want to call them out? Who was who were the cheap people that you you babysat for? What was who who, okay. who lowballed you? Like what well, was the amount? Like can you give us well, at it, that it, point it what was the kind rates of like were? A, the rates? Well, I think I think some parents would pay me really well. From what I remember, sometimes they would give me like twenty bucks an hour, which was wonderful. I was like, whenever you need me, I will leave school. I was like a junior but high student. They're investing in the safety of their children. That's what's always it's interesting true. when you're and like, I, I five was bucks a, an hour will do the trick. Exactly. And I was a pretty good babysitter. I wasn't watching TV behind the scenes. The other the other instance was that if depending on the state of the child, some, sometimes the children were one time a kid threw a cat at me, which was very unfortunate, <laughs> like a real cat. And it came flying. And I was like, this is not going to work out between any party. So the reason we're talking about your first job and and how much money you're making is because just yesterday, Premier Jason Kenney was introducing a new bill. It was going to change the minimum wage, reduce it in fact, for workers aged 13 to 17 to $13 an hour from $15 an hour starting on June 26th. He's just trying to tweak it a little bit from what the NDP had rolled out. He's saying that Kids, youth don't deserve to get paid the same amount of minimum wage that an adult minimum wage worker is making. What the NDP are stressing as their concern is that if you're willing to pay 13 to 17 year olds less, you're actually going to have them corner the market. Now, instead of an employer hiring someone who's between those ages of 18 and 24, they're going to say, hey, well, we'll just we'll, we'll hire the 15 year old and pay them a little bit less. Well, and like I said, I to me, at, when I was a kid, $13 an hour was still a good amount of money, but 15 wow, you could have bought so many, I don't know, what, what do kids like to buy these days? Wheeze. No, not Wheeze. I don't know. Like I, the Wii? The Wii, yeah. yeah like okay. you're saving up for like that big like electronic console, like an Xbox or something. Like that'll add up. I, I was a seasonal employee at Aritzia when I was 16. And that was, I feel like it's an important experience for everyone to work retail at least once in their life. But 
man, it is, I walked, I worked Boxing Day retail and I have never experienced, I wish I had gotten paid much more for, for the Boxing Day retail experience. What was your first, first time job, either between the ages of 13 or 17? Some people started earlier before it was even legal. You're getting paid cash under the table. A lot of times you can work in orchards. I'd picked fruit, that sort of thing. And they pay per the bucket. There's some, some slimy things that'll go on when you're underage because they you don't necessarily know better. You don't know to defend yourself or to negotiate any anything different. You're as happy to be taken in the money. Text 630-630 or call 496-0063. Wow. Always love hearing, especially across generations, how much you got paid for your first ever job and what you used to scrape by on or what you used to be stoked about. We got a text in saying, when I babysat, it was 35 cents an hour before midnight and 50 cents after. Oh, I like these premiums that come into they play. Must, the the uh, parents of this household must have been union folk because <laughs> you always get that special <laughs> yep, pay if yep. it's before or after Meal 5 a.m. Yes. Yeah, they're saying it was just a couple of years ago that I was rolling in 35 cents an hour. You could buy almost a Tim Hortons coffee. Very exciting times. This text out of Wainwright says, my first job was at 15 years old, or 15 years ago, I was 10. I worked on a farm in the summer, feeding cows, fixing fences, cutting grass, cutting and baling hay. I worked Monday to Friday, working five to eight hours on a day. I got $100 cash at the end of each week. So that worked out to anywhere between two bucks and $5 an hour, depending on how much I worked. But at the end of the week, you just know you're thinking about the $100 bill. That's not a lot of money. That was only 15 years ago. But farming is character building. My <laughs> my mother loves, to, she used to say that to my sister and I all the time, it's character building. We both worked for a fruit market when, when I've, I started when I was in grade five, and you had to fill an entire bucket with cherries. We were, we were picking cherries and we'd get $2.50 a bucket. But what we didn't know was for the entire summer, for two months, I, I was picking almost every single day and they were taking us to orchards that had already been picked over. So they were basically getting us to clean off the trees because you can't throw anything that has any marks or, or you know, any, any sun damage. You're supposed to just toss it off the ground, uh, onto the ground to, to get it off the tree for, for the next season. So it would sometimes take me upwards of three hours to fill a bucket. And I kept telling my mom, I'm like, I'm getting $5 a day. She's like, you're doing something wrong. I've picked cherries and you should be doing a heck of a lot more than two buckets a day. So she came with me one day because anyone could come pick cherries. She came with me to the, the market. And they're like, okay, you're about to head out. And then they saw my mom come around the corner like, actually, hop in my truck. We're going to take you to a different orchard today. No. And we pulled up into this orchard and it was paradise. I gasped. Like, there's cherries all over the trees. Hundreds of dollars. They're of everywhere. And we pumped out probably 25 buckets each that day and she's like now that's how you pick cherries i'm like yeah but they're taking you to the primo orchards they were given because we were just kids they we didn't know the any better cherry picking organizations too bad it wasn't larger fruit either like if you were picking <laughs> apples yeah. you could be making a lot more money like only 
I mean, th- that's a lot of cherries per bucket. It was crazy, crazy. But this is what happens, and this is... <laughs> You get taken advantage of when you're younger. That's why I think they're trying to put in some more supports. For They're setting different wages now for 13 to 17. The reason we're talking about this, the UCP passing a bill that's going to lower the minimum wage for 13 to 17-year-olds to, to $13 an hour, down from 15 your minimum wage is going to stay at $15 an hour for other minimum wage workers. And then as soon as you hit 18, you're asking, does that mean you just get that boost? You sure do. You get the wage boost. But the idea is we're trying to get more youth into those first-time jobs because it doesn't matter how old you are. Every employer wants to see that resume. And if you say, well, I don't have any work experience, it's tough when all you're trying to do is gather work experience, but everyone is saying, we need to see some work experience. The How do you get your foot in? Cycle. I'd also, I mean, you think about all the things that those early jobs taught you that are life skills that you'll take with you forever. I mean, like your mom said, farming is character building. Farm work is character building. I, When I was doing retail, I learned very key customer service skills that I think follow me throughout the rest of my life where sometimes... It's the difference between being able to say, I'm sorry, this shirt does not come in blue with a smile on your face. And and there are lots of times where that comes into play, even in modern day work, right? You just, you can't, you can't think of it as just a retail job. It's actually teaching you valuable things that you will carry forward with you for years to come. Keep them coming. Keep those texts coming to 630-630 through the next half hour or so. Morgan will continue reading those couple last minute texts here. Started delivering the Edmonton Journal in 1990. I charged each house $4.70 for two weeks. Out of that, I had to buy the journal for $2.50 for two weeks. I didn't make a whole lot of money. You got a lot of exercise.